0: Picture a lake, it's calm, it's still. But when a gigantic rock is thrown into the lake, into the water, the impact is massive and far-reaching. Whatever peaceful waters you might have seen before, they're immediately disturbed. The rock produces huge ripples that extend to the very edges of the water. Feel the weight of that feel the impact of this next statement God has spoken that's a gigantic rock thrown into the lake so to speak the Bible is God speaking to us that extremely high view of scripture is one and clearly embraced by the Lord Jesus Christ himself When answering a question posed to him by the Sadducees concerning the resurrection he quoted a passage in the book of Exodus and in doing so he said these words Matthew 22 verse 31 have you not read what was said to you what was spoken to you by God spoken to you you read it have you read it have you not read what was said to you by God without getting caught up into the details of the answer given here uh, we would go down a rabbit trail we would find it hard to emerge from what we can do here is glean much from these words spoken from the lips of Jesus especially when we realize exactly what was taking place at that moment picture it in your mind Jesus is speaking to people alive in his day the Sadducees many generations after the book of exodus was written to these people to these people in just so many words he was saying when you read a passage in exodus though written centuries before and originally said to a whole different people to a people of a different age god is speaking to you in this passage, Jesus made it clear that the Sadducees were very much responsible for their own errors in doctrine. They could not, with any kind of legitimacy, with, they could not, with any credibility, claim ignorance on the matter. Because God had clearly spoken to them in his word. Feel the weight of that, the rock in their lake what's true concerning scripture found in the book of Exodus is by extension also true concerning all of sacred scripture the Bible is God speaking to us I've made the point and others have done that before me we really have to grasp the difference between what is necessary and what is sufficient many religious people are fairly comfortable saying that the Bible is necessary for determining God's truth however these same people will instantly recoil at the very idea that the bible is sufficient in this regard no 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 the bible's great we all need it for sure but we also need our fill in the blank our church's guidance our uh, uh, the, the big people's guidance to give us the authoritative interpretation of that same bible whether we're talking about the Roman Catholic Church and the Magisterium and the Pope, or whether we're talking about, list the name of the cults, or whether we're talking about something that happens between our ears. Something other than the Bible is the greatest authority, because without that you can't get what the Bible is saying accurately in their view. So what this means in practical terms is that the authority and the tradition of the church trumps the plain and clear teaching of the bible resulting in what we might call sola ecclesia the church alone rather than sola scriptura the scripture alone that's because in this view of well the bible's necessary but not sufficient in that view only the church I'm thinking specifically about the Roman Catholic Church, but it has other applications. Only the church can truly inform us as to what the Bible teaches. The professed submission to the Bible is really a masquerade. The claims of the Bible being flatly and openly denied. That's because the Bible itself declares itself to be both a necessary and sufficient guide. When the Apostle Paul was writing the letter we now know as Second Timothy, he realized he was very soon to depart from this world. He knew that the words he penned could well be his very last written communication with his son in the faith, Timothy. And last words are vital and important words. And that's what we read, Second Timothy chapter 3. As for you, continue, Timothy, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And then he quotes second what we now know as Second Timothy 3 16. Perhaps you can turn there in your Bible. I want you to see this. All scripture is breathed out by God, Theodos, God breathed, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Scripture points to itself as the necessary, sufficient, and sole rule of faith for the people of God. Nothing else is mentioned as as an authority, either here in this passage or elsewhere in Scripture. Think about what we're reading paul doesn't write something like this timothy i'm about to depart this world if in the future you ever get confused about an issue you you don't know the way forward you don't uh, know with certainty exact certainty what to do i hereby give you the apostle peter's mailing address just write to him whenever things are unclear to you he's obviously the first pope of the church he'll settle any matter with absolute authority no no a thousand times no the apostle paul is very clear in fact i don't know how he could have been any clearer on the matter how he could have possibly been clear on the matter i can't even conceive of it because of its very nature as god breathed material scripture is sufficient timothy and authoritative It's an authoritative guide to lead us to the knowledge of salvation, which is through faith in Jesus Christ, by the way, plus nothing, and also thoroughly equip the man of God for every required ministerial task. That's what we're reading. Nothing else is needed. Nothing else is pointed to. Timothy, when you have Scripture, you have in your possession everything necessary for every good work ahead. This passage in 2 Timothy 3 is not the only place in Scripture where the Apostle Paul taught this truth. In Acts chapter 20, when he was in Miletus meeting with elders from the church at Ephesus, Paul says these words to them, And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. That's verse 25 of Acts 20. Knowing this... To whom or to what? Did the Apostle Paul point the elders as to where to go? What is the go-to authority after he's gone, after his departure, knowing these men would never see him again? Well, we're again, again left with absolutely no doubt regarding the answers. found in verse 32. It spells it out. We read these words. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified Paul directs the elders to God and to his word no one else and nothing else is mentioned there's not even a small crack in the doorway to allow something else to sneak into a later conversation it's not there God and his word alone is where these elders will find safety and protection even in the midst of fierce wolves who will seek to devour those under their care after Paul had gone verse 29 this incident is highly significant all by itself but when coupled with what we've just read in second Timothy 3 we see the Apostle Paul's great consistency on this matter the message to both Timothy and the Ephesian elders is clear the word is what you need and all you need. The Bible is both necessary and sufficient to meet all your needs in Christian ministry. The reformed doctrine of sola scriptura also speaks to the issue of the Bible's sufficiency in the matter of guidance. So-called quote revelation and quote outside of the Bible what can be categorized as extra biblical revelation Is not only necessary for the Christian, it's actually downright dangerous. Dr. J.I. Packer, in his book A Quest for Godliness, summarized the teaching of John Owen on this matter when he wrote, If private revelations agree with Scripture, they are needless, and if they disagree, they are false. Hear the weight. The rock is in the pond, it's in the lake. God has spoken. And God has spoken clearly in His Word. The Holy Spirit, the Divine Author of Scripture, never leads us away from or in defiance of Scripture. Hear that. He never leads us away from or in defiance of Scripture. But rather, He leads His people into all truth, the truth of God's Word. grasp that. John Frame, who when he's good, he's really, really good, says something really good in this quote. Scripture contains all the words of God that we need for any area of life, end of quote. That's what the Bible teaches. C.H. Spurgeon said it this way, all the truth that sanctifies man is in God's word. All the truth that sanctifies men is in god's word of course he's referring to women also by the use of that phrase look at the text before you second timothy 3 verse 16 and 17 do you see what it says this is holy spirit revealed truth regarding what scripture is. All scripture is. Do you see that? All scripture is. It's talking about the nature of scripture. And then it tells us that it's profitable. That's a Greek word. Otheremos. And it means beneficial. It means productive. It means sufficient. It's profitable. For and then four things are listed teaching it's profitable for teaching das kalia or didas kalia is the greek word doctrine it's profitable it's sufficient it's productive for doctrine that's divine instruction so we know what it is we're to believe do you believe that i do reproof is the next word The Greek word elegmos means rebuking. It means kind of telling someone off, telling off, convicting of misbehavior, sin, or convicting of false doctrine, that's falsehood. So whether it's sin or whether it's falsehood, the Word of God is profitable for that, for reproof, for telling off, Regarding misbehavior, sin, or for pointing out false doctrine and saying it's false. That's what the Word of God does. If there's truth, there's also around it lies. And we need to seek the God of truth by the Spirit of truth. Jesus said, Thy Word is truth. In his prayer to the Father, John 17, verse 17, Jesus himself is the truth, John 14, verse 6. And according to 1 John, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. The Word of God is the truth, the Lord Jesus Christ is the truth, and the Holy Spirit is the truth. Correction is the next word we've seen teaching we've seen reproof teaching divine instruction reproof telling off convicting of misbehavior or false doctrine correction it's a Greek word epanothosis epanothosis it means restoring restoring something to its original and proper condition do you believe that the Bible can do that that's what it means to correct Something's off, the Word of God corrects it. Something's out of line, the Word of God brings it into line. Something is not in its original condition, the Word of God gets it back to that original condition. Correction. And lastly, the fourth, uh, I was going to say word, but it's uh, three words in English, fourth component of what the Bible brings to us it's profitable for is training in righteousness paideia is the Greek word it means instruction so instruction that means after instruction you know what to do you've been instructed if a manager has a new uh, employee he, if he's a good manager she if she's a good manager will instruct the new employee as to what to do instruction is given sometimes it's a couple of hours sometimes it's 20 minutes sometimes it's a whole week of instruction and we call that training oh before i start work on the monday uh, on the 17th i've got to do a, way, a, a week of training first and that's right and hopefully the manager will thoroughly equip the new employee for the job at hand the word of god certainly doesn't drop the ball here so that we think well he could have done a better job in instructing us no the word of god by itself is profitable for all the training in righteousness you and i will ever need hallelujah (laughs) i love that absolutely love it scripture contains all the words of god that we need for any area of life as we think about this think about your my relationship to the bible and continue on to verse 17 where we're told these words that the man of god may be complete equipped for every good work I recently gave an analogy of someone hiking the Grand Canyon and finding out they need 29 items if they're going to have all that they need for the task, for the hike. They need adequate water supply. They need a good hat to shield them from the sun. They need a compass. They need good shoes. 29 items altogether. And then at the top of the Grand Canyon, there are two stores. And they find that with their list of 29 items, one store has 14 of the items. And the second store has all 29. What's the point? The Bible is like that second store, not the first one. It doesn't have most of the things we need or some of the things we need, but we need something more. Something more. No, all 29 items are necessary for the task and that particular store is a sufficient supplier of all those 29 items that's the picture of what the bible is it thoroughly equips not just for a one-time hike but for everything timothy and any man of god will ever need for their ministry And that's what the Holy Spirit has communicated to us. Dan Phillips, a friend of mine, summed it up this way. The Bible is God's final and sufficient word to all. The Bible is God's personal word to us. It is our great joy, privilege, and duty to know Him personally through His sufficient, satisfying, personal word. i I trust that as i've labored this you and your bible have a good relationship (laughs) and that when you're reading it you stand in awe that the god who is infinite 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 mind think of that has thought of everything you and i will ever face and when Genesis was written, and Exodus was written, and Leviticus was written, and on and on we go through the 66 books of the canon, God anticipated you and me, and is, because he's infinite, able to speak and to communicate his truth in uh, verbal ways, verbal, plenary inspiration, all the words of the Bible are inspired so that we in the 21st century can be reading the book of Exodus or the book of Ephesians and God is speaking personally to us. I know it says to the church of God at Ephesus but he's speaking to you and he's speaking to me because he's infinite. He's able To do one thing with all of his attention and everything he does with all of his attention because he's infinite and so his view of scripture according to the holy spirit's revelation is this he's speaking to you whenever you pick up your bible it's instruction it's teaching sometimes it's telling off sometimes it's a correction sometimes it's training in righteousness it's teaching it's reproof it's correction and training in righteousness question for you if you think of those four words back in verse 16 second timothy three sixteen, what's left out teaching that's how and what we are to think reproof that shows us where we're wrong, correction, that, that sets me straight. And training in righteousness, that shows me very, very practically. That shows me how to live. I can't think of anything that statement of verse 16 doesn't reveal. There's nothing left out. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your great love to us in giving us this word we ask that we would live in the good of it in the name of the lord jesus amen